0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, November 28th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. GOP working for Senate tax bill votes. Grand to leave USDA for FCA. Land values, the highest barrier to young farmers. Senate Republicans are expressing confidence that they'll get the 50 votes needed to pass their tax bill this week, but the legislation could undergo some changes to get it across the floor. The Senate Budget Committee meets this afternoon to prepare the bill for Senate action. The committee needs to marry the tax provisions approved of the Senate Finance Committee earlier this month with a separate measure that would open the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge for Energy Development. President Trump, who will be meeting with Senate Republicans at the Capitol today, huddled yesterday at the White House with members of the Senate Finance Committee. He expressed confidence that some Democrats will vote for the bill, if it has enough GOP votes to pass. Senate Finance Chairman Orrin Hatch, a Republican of Utah, brushed off questions from reporters about whether he had a plan B if there weren't enough votes to pass the bill. He said, we intend to get to 50. One of the changes to the bill that is reportedly under discussion is an increase in the proposed income deduction for partnerships and other pass-through businesses. The deduction in the bill is currently 17.4 percent. Anti-hunger advocates rally against the bill. The Food Research and Action Center and Anti-Hunger Advocacy Group is using supporters to contact senators and urge them to vote against the tax bill. Frack argues that by increasing the federal deficit, the bill could eventually lead to cuts to nutrition assistance. The group says in an alert... House and Senate leadership are already proposing major reforms to human needs programs as early as next year to help pay for the tax bill. Capital Christmas tree arrives. Even if Congress doesn't get a tax bill done, lawmakers can be thankful for the massive Engelman spruce that arrived yesterday all the way from the Kootenai National Forest in Montana. The roughly 80-foot tree is sitting on a flatbed truck near the National Mall and will soon be unloaded, set up, and decorated. Grand to leave USDA for Farm Credit Administration. David Grand confirmed for AgriPulse that he's leaving his position as Associate General Counsel for USDA's International Affairs Food Assistance Farm and Rural Programs Division and heading to the Farm Credit Administration in January. He'll be the FCA's newest associate general counsel under Charles Rawls, director of the Office of General Counsel. Grant has worked in USDA's Office of General Counsel since 2002, but his service at USDA goes back much further. And At one point, he was loaned to the Senate Agriculture Committee to help usher the 1996 Farm Bill through Congress. Land Values, Highest Barrier to Young Farmers Finding affordable land that will allow beginners to plant crops and live off the income from them is the number one challenge for those who want to start up a farming operation. That according to a new survey and analysis. Thousands of beginning and new farmers under the age of 40 were surveyed by the National Young Farmers Coalition, which teamed up with Kathleen Merrigan, a former Deputy USDA Secretary and now the Executive Director of Sustainability at George Washington University. The report concluded, "...the daunting and sometimes impossible task of finding affordable land is why some beginners throw in the towel and some aspiring farmers never get started." America desperately needs these young people to repopulate our farm and ranch lands. This survey reveals the daunting challenges they face, Merrigan said. As policymakers set down to write our next Farm Bill, I hope they pay attention to these survey findings. Little new ground for young farmers to plow. The report is timely for the Farm Bill process, but offers little new insight for anyone who understands this capital-intensive business especially as you look back at a decades-old North Central Region Extension report titled Getting Started in Farming. Social scientists used to describe the process by which one enters the occupation of farming as the, quote, agriculture ladder. Traditionally, it went something like this. First, farmer's son would begin as an unpaid laborer on his father's farm, then become a hired hand. Next, he would be a tenant farmer, then he progressed to an operator of a mortgaged farm and eventually became a farm owner. But the definition of a successful farm operation has broadened considerably, including both young men and women who may or may not be family members. There is no longer a single agricultural ladder, but a series of ladders, each with a unique set of rungs and each with a different order of arrangement. That, according to the Purdue University authors who were able to accurately predict today's environment when writing it in 1979. U.S. food exports to South Korea on the rise. The Trump administration is demanding that South Korea buy more U.S. goods, and it appears the Asian country is listening, at least when it comes to food and farm commodities. South Korean imports of meat, grains, fruits, vegetables, and other products have risen by 25% this year, from January through September. That, according to a new report from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service, the U.S. trade deficit with South Korea prompted the Trump administration to demand that the two countries renegotiate their free trade agreement, or CHORUS, and those talks are underway. The trade deficit that's upsetting the Trump administration looks to be lessening as South Korea's economy continues to strengthen. The FAS report concluded, under a solid recovery trend of the Korean economy, American exports to Korea showed outstanding outcomes for the basic, intermediate, and consumer-oriented product categories. Despite escalated compensation from export-oriented competitors, consumer-oriented American farm products continued to lead the expansion of export market in Korea, which reflected Korean consumers' increased demand for better value, quality, and diversity. And what could be a warning to those who favor scrapping course? The report predicted that U.S. food and agriculture exports to South Korea will continue to grow next year, and the tariff-reducing trade pact is partially responsible. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, November 28th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a hybrid strategic consulting, marketing, and communications company that delivers innovative solutions and meaningful results to clients across the farm, food, environmental sciences, and lifestyle spectrum. For more information, please visit WideOpenThinking.com. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowley.